Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. The Social Security Administration recently issued a cost of living adjustment that will begin in January 2022. I spoke with Brandon Smith, Public Affairs Specialist at the Social Security Administration in Cleveland, and his colleague Robert Fenn, the Public Affairs Specialist at the Social Security Administration in Akron, about what this means for those with benefits. We also discuss questions they are commonly asked about Social Security, how CPAs can best prepare their clients for their future, and much more. Here's what Brandon had to say about the adjustment to cost of living. So we recently released the new cost of living adjustment information for 2022. It's probably better known as the the COLA. It, it's not a, a, a COLA that you can obviously drink, but it may still bring a, a smile to your face. Um, and this is information that's usually released annually around mid-October or so. So um, just to, we've tried to let the suspense build long enough, people that are receiving benefits from Social Security. So that's Social Security recipients and people on supplemental security income, which is approximately about 70 million Americans will see, uh, receive an increase 5.9% for 2022. Uh, that 5.9% cost living adjustment is going to be payable to the benefits of uh, the beneficiaries. If you're receiving supplemental security income or SSI, you usually get your check on the first of the month. But since, of course, January 1st is a federal holiday, people will receive those benefits in the check that's paid on December 30th. We don't pay on weekends. We don't pay on holidays. For people that are receiving Social Security benefits, retirement survivors, spousal disability, they should see that 5.9% adjustment to their benefits that are paid in the month of January. So I, I, don't, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but that would either be January 3rd, if that's not on a weekend, or the second, third, or fourth Wednesday. Um, you know, they're going to get notification of the COLA increase sometime in December. Uh, people that have a, a, a My Social Security account can get that notice in the message center of their online My Social Security account. Uh, the consumer price uh, index for uh, urban wage earners and clerical workers is what really is the percentage increase based on, we call it the CPIW. So people often say, well, what causes an increase? It's, it's really based on that consumer price index from the third quarter of the last year, there was a cost living adjustment to the third quarter of the current year. It isn't something that social security itself determines. It's from the Bureau of Labor Statistics from the Department of Labor. So when we get the information, we push it out to the American public. And can you tell me a little bit more about the history of the cost of living adjustment? Sure. And this is some good information that people can also pull up on their own. I'm going to, Robert and I will probably plug the website a couple of times. It's a socialsecurity.gov slash COLA. Um, got a really good chart that shows what the COLA increase was from the mid 70s through this year. Um, it's the 5.9% increase is the largest since uh, 5.8 back in January of, of 09. 
and it's probably the largest increase we've had since July of 82 when it was 7.4%. So it's, it, it's fair to say that technically it's the largest increase in decades. Um, Congress uh, passed this COLA provision as part of the 1972 Social Security Amendments and the automatic COLAs began in 1975. Uh, before that, benefits were usually just increased when Congress enacted special you know, legislation. So it's been something that's been happening for a number of decades. And as I said, it's the largest increase we've had in, in quite a few years. And with this increase, what should uh, CPAs be prepared to or guide um, their clients with? What should they know? How does this increase impact them? Uh, this is Robert Finn again. Uh, Brandon's current part, uh, the better side of his conscience. Uh, <laughs> the effect of the cost of living adjustment is not just the 5.9% added to the Social Security benefit. Um, when an individual um, hears about the 5.9% increase, there are other things that are affected, such as what the CPAs would like to know, is how much can an individual earn and still receive his or her Social Security payment? So this means what we call an annual earnings test, or in short, how much money can I make? Um, and without my Social Security benefits being affected in terms of how many checks I can receive throughout the year. Well, <clears throat> in 2021, uh, if an individual was working and less than their full retirement age, that dollar amount this year is $18,960. In 2022, uh, that will result in, because of the increase, $19,560 will be the new amount. Again, $19,560 for those who are less than their full retirement age. Something else that will be affected for those who are turning their full retirement age. So if someone is reaching their full retirement age, again, which could be, uh, which depends on the individual's year of birth, those who are born between 1943 to 1954, is her full retirement age is 66. Anyone who's born after 1954, these full retirement age increases by two months. 1955, 66 in two months. 1956, 66 in four months, on up to 1960. Anyone born 1960 or later, full retirement age is 67. So if someone was turning their full retirement age in 2022, so let's say that is in uh, June, and June being the sixth month, if their full retirement age was 66 in two months, so June would be the sixth month, two months later would be August. So if they're turning their full retirement age that same year, they're allowed to make next year $51,960, January all the way up to the month right before they reach that full retirement age. The example I said would be August. So January through July, they're allowed to make $51,960. That is an increase in from 2021 numbers uh, which is 50520 So it goes from $50,520 up to $51,960 that an individual could earn um, without any uh, concerns in terms from Social Security standpoint on continue to receive that benefit. If you're looking at an average, uh, the $19,560 is around $1,630 per month or $4,330 per month for someone who's making $51,960 gross um, per year. And I should make sure I say this. Um, I mentioned the word just now, gross. 
Social Security is looking at the individual's W-2 earnings, the gross amount. If an individual is self-employed, then Social Security is looking at the net amount. So for the CPAs, that's very important because if, if an individual is self-employed, they want to know after their expenditures. You know, there's a lot that goes in for a self-employed uh, individual who's looking to say, okay, here's how much money I actually made versus this is what I spent on the company, right? So that is also affected. Some other things that I'll quickly go over here that are affected because of the 5.9% increase for Social Security benefits, which you can also find again on socialsecurity.gov. Substantial gainful activity. This is for a CPA who is speaking with the individual who says the, the person is receiving Social Security disability payments. If a person is receiving Social Security disability payments, we have two things that come into place. If someone says, I would like to return to the workforce, it's called a trial work period, which is another presentation, um, and the substantial gainful activity. Trial work period, the current amount an individual could make or less and it not affect their trial work month period is $940. Next year is going to be $970. So if someone makes $970 gross or less, um, or excuse me, or more, we're going to count that as a trial work month, $970 in 2022. Once they use their trial work months, which they have nine of them, again, it's a separate presentation, but we can discuss. Um, once they have those nine months accrued, and then the individual now would be uh, subject to what we call the substantial gainful activity, which is $1,350 in 2022. That is up from 1,310 in 2021. So $1,350 would be the substantial gainful activity uh, dollar amount that they will have. And if perchance, if they're speaking with someone, uh, maybe they have a, a child or adult child who's eligible for SSI payments, that child could receive an SSI payment last year, or excuse me, this year, still in here, this year, 794. Next year, that dollar amount for SSI will be $841. So as you can see, there are other things that are affecting this. And most importantly, one of the biggest things that many individuals ask Brandon and I is, well, how long or how much can I make uh, up to what point where they continue to take those social security taxes out? And that is what we call the uh, maximum taxable earnings. So in 2021, Social Security taxes are taken out, the 6.2% is taken out up to $142,800. Next year, 2022, that dollar amount is going to be even $147,000. So Jessica, we're going to make sure we collect all your money um, that you make up to that $147,000, the 6.2%. And Robert, you just mentioned a lot of good information there. And I'm curious, what are the uh, most common questions that you're getting uh, about people when it comes to those, uh, those updates, those questions about you know, salary, um, disability? What questions do you feel like you're seeing a lot? Mm -hmm. um, many times, just a simple question is, is when can I get my money? As Mr. Smith just mentioned, um, knowing that that payment will be made in uh, for SSI beneficiaries in December, December 30th, for a Social Security retirement disability, that's going to be in January. And then commonly what they do is um, individuals will take their percentage, 5.9%, and 
and then they will add it to their current um, bank deposit amount for Social Security. And then they'll say, hmm, I am waiting to find out, is this number correct? Well, as Mr. Smith had mentioned, if an individual has a My Social Security account, we have sent notifications to their My Social Security uh, message center. So that information was actually, we released this uh, October 13th, I believe the date was. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it was around October 13th. But then the 14th, 15th, the 16th, we were sending notifications out so individuals know that they don't have to call the local Social Security office to make sure or to find out what their dollar amount will be. And instead, they can go to our website, socialsecurity.gov, uh, very innocent plugs that we're giving you each time here. And they can look into their uh, message center through the My Social Security portal, and they will see their dollar amount. So they don't have to worry about, you know, finding out what the exact amount is going to be. We're going to tell them. So that's one of the more common questions that we do receive is how much is going to be and when we're going to receive it. And I know that we mentioned that there are a ton of great resources on socialsecurity.gov. If there's someone who is approaching their uh, retirement age and they're not really sure to get started or uh, where to start looking or understanding, you know, their, their social security benefits, how would you suggest that they uh, go about that? Sure. Uh, this is uh, Brandon Smith again. I'll, I'll jump in. We uh, sort of like a tag team. So Rob is sort of tagged me in. People have a couple of, yeah, people have a, a couple of options to go. I, I'd say, you know, first off, as much as they can, kind of make sure that they have, you know, their information readily available. And they may say, well, what information, once again, they can pull this up on our website, socialsecurity.gov. You know, wh what do I need to have when I want to start the process of applying for benefits? Well, it's information that we would, you know, hope, would be uh, at your fingertips or you, you would know it off the top of your head, you know, very simply, you need to know your social security number. It would help if possible if you know your marital information. So if you are married or were married, your spouse's name or ex-spouse or, or late spouses, his or her, their names, social security number, dates and locations of the marriages, and if they ended when and, and, and how did the marriage ended. If you have minor children or disabled adult children, their names and social security numbers if possible. Um, of course, you're routing an account number for direct deposit purposes. What are your work plans? You know, how much money do you expect to make this year if you're going to continue to work? If you're not going to continue to work, when do you anticipate slowing down or, or leaving your employer? Um, were you ever in the military? Did you ever work for the railroad industry? Did you ever work outside the United States? Are you now or will you ever get benefits from a job in which you didn't pay into Social Security? All of this is to make sure that we are uncovering all the potential avenues of benefit eligibility for you, possibly on your record or maybe someone else's record, or if someone else may potentially be eligible for benefits on your work record. You can you know, call our toll-free national number at 1-800-772-1213. You can always pull up information free of charge on our website, socialsecurity.gov. Uh, this may be somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but you, you really want to be careful when you're talking to your friends and family regarding their circumstances uh, with Social Security. 
because everyone's situation is, is, is different. Your friend may be giving you the, the truth from his or her, their perspective, but their situation could be totally different. Maybe they were married multiple times. Maybe they were, uh, they were never married. Maybe they've got children. Maybe they were disabled. So while the information they're giving you is correct, it's correct through the lens of their reality and not necessarily yours. Um, one big thing I wanted to make mention, our services are free of charge. Um, Social Security is not going to ask for advanced payments for our services. You're not going to send us money, you know, via wire transfers, cryptocurrency, gift cards. Please understand that that just isn't how we operate. So we really want people to avoid falling victim to fraudulent calls and internet phishing schemes. Um, you know, no reputable Social Security employee, no reputable government agency or company is going to, you know, demand payment because your social security number was, you know, used in the commitment of a crime or anything like that. We're not going to ask for big box store gift cards to be read off to us. So just, just be really leery if someone is asking for payment in, in regards to giving you social security related information because you can do all that free of charge via the Social Security Administration. And as we're approaching the end of 2021, looking into 2022, what would you, uh, advice you would give to CPAs who are working with their clients, anything they should know, especially with the um, cost of living adjustment as they are looking into 2022? I think it starts with looking at they're my social security account. It's so important that um, Brandon and I, when we're doing our outreach events, we want people to have a, a comfort level that is based upon true education um, in terms of social security. We joke between, you know, I, you know, Brandon and I self, is that people will have served our country, raised children, bought homes, traveled the world, and somehow when it comes to Social Security, there's this breaks, you know, and, and their hands are clenched. You know, and the, the thought is, is just to um, understand Social Security. That's why we mentioned regards to the uh, earnings test and, and the COLA, what have you, um, because that's about your work history. You know you have worked. And so we are encouraging individuals to look at their Social Security statement, go through the My Social Security portal, review their work history. Um, and then also just go through the website itself. There's so much, uh, there's a wealth of information on our website with regards to retirement benefits, spousal benefits, widow's benefits, Medicare, the enrollment time periods, how to enroll um, to Medicare, how to apply for retirement benefits. So I would encourage them to look at that social security statement, even if it's just for a, um, a brief moment to see was the last year that you work properly recorded on the social security statement. You can also review that statement to see the, the taxes for Medicare. You can review that statement just to see uh, your family members, what they may be potentially eligible for as a spouse, as a child, as a surviving spouse, if Lord forbid, if something happens to you that, um, who, who were the primary um, earner. So I would encourage everyone to look at our website, socialsecurity.gov, Scroll down, you'll see a little hand touching a space bar, a blue space bar. That is the beginnings of you 
answering a series of questions to have your My Social Security account open up, reviewed. And once an individual has that good footing, I'm quite sure that they'll have a higher comfort level um, in the decision that they're making for themselves and not a decision that's based upon um, Uncle Joe, who's been talking, his, been talking your head off, you know, during Thanksgiving uh, season there. You know, just sort of piggybacking on, you know, what, what Robert said, you, you really have to kind of laser focus in on, you know, your individual situation or the situation in between you and your spouse, or if you're assisting a, a family member and, and just as much as you can sort of tune out any, any background noise that you may have heard from other sources, uh, unless they did a deep dive analysis of your individual situation, you know, we would you know, maybe also encourage people to realize that at least from social security's perspective, there is no like, right or wrong time to uh, apply for benefit. Maybe it's, it's something that, you know, Robert and I and our other colleagues and friends do. We want to set the expectations, you know, realistically, uh, you know, social security, it, we're, we're neutral regarding when you decide to take your benefit. We want to give you the information that'll hopefully allow you to make whatever the most informed decision is for yourself. But you know, we aren't financial planners. And while I'm, I'm not big on telling another adult what he or she shouldn't ask, it, it, it puts us in an awkward position if the member of the public maybe expects social security to guide them through whatever they perceive to be a, a you know, success in applying for benefits. We ask the questions, we give you the information to process your application in a timely manner, but telling you when you should or, or shouldn't apply or telling you, well, here are the steps you need to take to maximize your benefits. You know, we don't, we don't know what that means to the individual. You know, as far as we're concerned, if you say, hey, I want to get the largest possible check, well, then you, you, you know, maybe make as much money as you can or, or, or wait as long as you can to apply for benefits because as you, you know, the longer you wait, the larger the check potentially can be. So it's maybe just tweaking what the uh, public expects from social security regarding information. Um, I, I've been saying this lately, maybe avoid asking should questions. Hey, should I apply now? Should I wait? Should I take it on the record of my late spouse? You know, should I, I mean, I've, you know, I've actually had people who say, should I not get remarried because I'm currently collecting on the record of my, my living ex-spouse? I do not want to get involved in the romantic affairs of another adult. I got two kids who are going to be hitting puberty and I got enough on my plate to worry about before telling someone in their sixties to not jump the broom and get married to somebody else. So, um, you know, that's mainly what I had to, to say. I'm sure Rob has a, um, some thoughts too. Yeah, I would add to that, um, not the jump the broom part, but the, <laughs> the, the thought that Social Security's role is to make sure that we pay the correct person the right amount of money at the right time. That's what, we're, that's what our goal is. Um, there is no, for me, myself personally, I'm a little shy to the word maximizing. We do hear that a lot. Um, to me, it can imply that there's a benefit or an amount that if they don't pursue it, they've missed out. 
when, as Mr. Smith was saying, that it depends on your own personal uh, finances. You know, some individuals have been able to save. Some individuals have more stocks. Some individuals um, are a little more savvy. Some individuals married someone with a higher or lower income. There's a lot of variables there that come into place. The point is, again, that we're trying to bring home is make the decision that's best for you and, and yourself or in your, in your family. Um, but Social Security, our role is to make sure we bring up the numbers, show you the numbers, when you can receive those payments. Our role is not to say, did you know if you did this, this would change substantially, creating your life to be so much better? That's not who, who we are. That's not what we do. Um, there are others who help individuals out for that. Our role is always to make sure we do answer your questions. We will make sure that the questions that you have, that, that we reviewed the records to see if you're eligible as a spouse, a widow, as a, a disabled adult child. We will look at all those scenarios for you. Um, so feel free to ask questions. Just know that our role is not to push and guide or when I say guide, as in to draw you or steer you to a certain direction versus another. Thank you to Brandon and Robert for joining us to talk about the recent cost of living adjustment and other insight into how best to handle social security benefits. What did you think of the episode? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O at ohiocpa.com and anything else you'd like to hear on the state of business. And don't forget to follow us wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.